Hi, I'm Kat, marketer turned brand storyteller. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. As CEOs and leaders, it's your job to always have the answers, but sometimes you need a little help. Leverage, if you will. We get it. This is the place for you. So wherever you're listening, 5.30 a.m. club at the gym, on your way to your next meeting or putting out today's fire, let's get into it. In today's episode of Not Nice Clever, we are talking about what it means to be on-brand versus off-brand. We touched on this topic in a previous episode about J-Lo and the launch of Delola, which is an alcoholic cocktail, which was surprising to Kat and I because J-Lo talks a lot about how she doesn't drink alcohol and that's how she keeps her skin really nice and that's how she stays fit. And so that was really, it felt off-brand to us and a lot of the people that were on TikTok talking about it. And so we're going to expand on that idea today and talk about what it means to be on-brand versus off. Yeah, so I think my mind goes directly to what are your values as a human being in business, as a personal brand, as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, as a fill in the blank here. So with the JLo example and her launching an alcoholic brand, it seemed off-brand to her because it seemed out of alignment with the values that she had always embodied and talked about. And we're not just talking about being off-brand or on-brand with your massive business launches. This could be something as simple as your social media content. What content goes in your newsletter? What content is on your website? What wardrobe you wear to your next networking event, right? When you are the business plan and you are the brand as an entrepreneur, your values are infused and woven into the fabric of everything that you do. And when you are out of alignment with your values, you get that like icky feeling in your gut. Your mm-hmm. audience, if your audience is smart and you have built them well, they're like, what's going on, Kat? There's something mm-hmm. rot- rotten in the state of Denmark. And so I think it goes back to not acting in alignment with your values. If it is in alignment with your values, it is on brand and you will have those cheerleaders, those advocates rooting for you and wanting to say your name and sing your praises. If it's out of alignment with your values, shit's going down. Like they're like what they will call you out, right? We've seen this. Absolutely. One thing that I see as a common pitfall in this area is people don't understand that brands can also evolve. Mm. So as you grow as a human, as you have more experiences, as you learn more, you are going to change and your values will likely evolve. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to allow yourself that space to evolve. Your audience is changing alongside you. Mm -hmm. And you can call in a new audience for a new version of who you want to be. And so sometimes people are too afraid to write down their values because they're like, well, what if this is not me next year or in five years? Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely okay that you allow yourself to evolve, but you also need to communicate what's going on with your audience. And I'm not saying you need to like air all your dirty laundry, but (laughs) something as simple as JLo coming out and saying, hey, you know that I'm not a big fan of drinking and I stopped drinking a long time ago or I rarely ever drink. But when I go to my friend's wedding, I want to make a toast to them and I want to enjoy that moment. And so I made Delola, which is a low alcohol cocktail to let me celebrate those small life moments when I feel like indulging. 
whatever, mm-hmm. or having a small celebration with my friends or family. Mm-hmm. Then we would have been like, yep, we get that. Mm-hmm. Right. We understand. Thank you for sharing that story. Right. And it's not like deeply personal. It's just right. something that we can relate to. Right. Because sharing that story, people, their audience in their minds can trace a line to, oh yeah, JLo loves to have a good time. She also loves self-care. She loves to have that glowing skin, but she wants to sometimes cheers to her girlfriends. So it could be a value as simple as wanting to have balance or the freedom to choose Mm -hmm. when and how and where she wants to drink. And they're like, oh yeah, actually me too. And then you get their buy-in, right? You get their buy-in. Yep but there was no storyline. And so everyone's just confused and that doesn't make people feel good. Mm -mm, Absolutely not. So yeah, values. And so this is probably going to be something that's good because I'm sure a lot of people that are listening, whether they are newer entrepreneurs or the ones that we do work with more often now than not that are established, right? They're CEOs, Mm -hmm. they're leaders, they're team leads. And to your point of how brands and values can evolve over time, I know myself and I'm always guiding my clients to gut check what their values are. So I guess, Candace, my question is, and I have like my idea and approach to this, but where would you recommend a leader or a CEO start when it comes to writing down their values if they have never taken the time to do so and they want to make sure that they remain on brand? Where would you start there? I think that this can feel extremely overwhelming to someone, especially if you've never done an exercise like this. So my favorite way to start is literally I go online. I have this saved in my computer, but you can go online and you can type in values list. There's like basically a one pager with like a hundred different values on it. Is it an exhaustive list? No, but it's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. And I do this exercise with my clients regularly. I literally set a timer and I say, hey, you have 90 seconds. Mm -hmm. I want you to circle five or seven. I give them a number. Yeah. Values that really resonate with you in 90 seconds. Why? Because it's just immediate. What not like, oh, I should value this or I should value that. Like just immediately, what do you value? What is your gut telling you right now? Mm -hmm. And then I have them narrow it down to maximum of five. Mm -hmm. And we talk about each of those values. So they say, hey, I value innovation. Okay, tell me about that. Oh yeah, when I started my business, I used this software and I adopted AI before anyone else and I really like innovation. And then when you can demonstrate that value, the right teammates are going to come to you. Mm because they're attracted to that as well. Yeah. And you don't have to say, I value innovation, but you can show me mm-hmm. by the new technology that you adopt or the openness to new ideas and how to do things. Mm-hmm. You can demonstrate that value. Anyway, so that's what I have them do. So go online, Google a list of core values. We could probably get one up on Not Nice Clever for you too. Yeah. We'll do that. We will. And then set that timer, circle. Those are probably it. And if the ones that you circle, if there's any that surprise you and you either don't want them to be there anymore, maybe you're like, oh, I used to value that, but Mm -hmm. I really should graduate from that, right? Right. Then you can give yourself the opportunity to choose one or two new ones that you want to lean into and embody maybe more than something that you used to say. So good. But you have to start by actually defining them. It can't just live within your body, live within your mind. No. Right? On paper. So that you can look at it, you can analyze it and really start to be intentional about the values that you either A, want to work toward, right? Future you or B, that you're like, oh no, that's in my DNA and I cannot hire Mm -hmm. somebody if they do not also have it in their DNA. There's going to be conflict. 
one of my values is partnership. Mm. I know that I can't do any of this alone, right? And I want to feel like I have partners in this work. And that is something that I demonstrate in multiple ways, but by having a podcast with you, by going live with Arjun, by, you know, supporting my friends when they're on stage, like I value that partnership and it's going to work both ways. And I want to work with people who also value that over, you know, other things that maybe I don't value. Yeah. Like thinking that you can just do it all alone and that there's glory in that. Oh my gosh. No. Oh yeah. Like one thing that I definitely don't value is like achievement. And Mm. I used to value it. Interesting. I used to want to get the diploma or want to like get the certification, things like that. And it it got me to a place in life that made sense, right? I I went to school, I got my master's degree, I did all the things. And I'm not saying it wasn't helpful. But what I realized in entrepreneurship is that I don't need people to give me the green light or a stamp of approval or tell me, okay, Candace, you are now deemed ready because I promise you I was not ready to walk into that classroom on my first day as a teacher. Hell no. (laughs) The diploma did not help, okay? So what I've realized is that I don't need outside entities to validate me and what I do. Mm -hmm. And then that gave me permission to be more innovative. So that is a demonstration of a shift in values because, you know, 21-year-old Candace would have absolutely valued that. Absolutely. And now I value more innovation. Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect segue. So one of my favorite values, obviously, like I embody and espouse all of mine, which are leadership, empathy, freedom, and curiosity. But I remember there was this light bulb moment that I had, and this was last April, March or April, you were doing your Candid Candice IG live series every like Tuesday at five Eastern or something mm-hmm. like that. And you would ask me to be a guest on Candid Candice. And I think at that point, you and I had started doing those free monthly Zooms for mm-hmm. women in business, right? It was called Myth of the Hustle. Yeah. We're like, fuck the hustle. This is how we're building with heart, oh right? I know we're bringing yeah. it back. Guys, this is yeah. like 18 months ago now, right? Little did we know this was us laying the seeds for Not Nice Clever and launching and formalizing our partnership in podcasting. So you had invited me on Candid Candace, and I absolutely loved it. And I didn't even want to stop talking to you. I was like, let's just keep going. And I noticed <laughs> yeah. people were staying on too. Even Dom at the time was like, I could have listened to y'all for like another hour, right? A lot of people said that, and that was really encouraging yeah. and allowed us to get to the place where we even thought about doing this. Exactly. So thank you. Shout out to everybody who joined that IG live 18 months ago, you co-created this podcast with us. But I remember there was a question that you had asked. I can't remember the question, but my answer was, I love people who are curious and love people who play in the field of possibility instead Mm -hmm. of the field of predictability. Like, oh my gosh, if you keep saying I can't, or, you know, I shouldn't, or, you know, how could I ever? And it's just like, it just kills my vibe. It kills my energy. But if you're like, okay, how can we do this? How could it look? What would it look like? And I love our partnership because I feel like whenever I slide back into that field of predictability, you're, you're like, fuck that cat. Let's do this. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. re-record this. I mean, let's, same. You know, yeah. right. But we encourage and challenge one another to keep asking how and to have fun with it and to make it playful, but also like snarky because that's just totally our vibe. That's who we are. Yeah. And so it's like, I love working with people who are curious. I love working with people who ask how instead of like should or can't or won't. It's just like, and that's an example of value, right? Curiosity. And I think that one's always going to be close to my heart. I don't think that one will ever change Mm -hmm. a value of honesty and transparency. 
I don't care if you fuck up. I care if you lie to me about it. Like yeah. share the deep, dark secrets in the vault. Like I will hold them and I will help you. And I will love you even more for like telling me you fucked up. Cause I'll be the first one to say, you know, this Candace, like we work together with Ryan Serhan at his educational company ventures. And like, there have been times where you're like, what's going on here, cat. Or like this happened. I was like, fuck. It's like, this was me. I, I fucked up. I, I will fix it. I fucked yeah. up. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know? And I think that one of the things that I've grown to value is time. Mm. And I'm very much protective of how I spend my time now and who I spend it with. Yeah. And I think that if you don't own your fuck ups, you're wasting my time because I would rather you just say, you know what? I told you I was going to do this and I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So we could fix it then. So we could do something about it now instead of like wondering what's happening. Oh, God. Wasting my time. Like, you know, yeah, I don't want to do that. I just want to know what it is and we can move forward. And so time is another thing that I am highly valuing these days that I probably wouldn't have said Mm -hmm. before. Maybe that comes with turning 40. I don't know. Girl, every time you say that, like you are perpetually, we will be doing this podcast for God knows how long and who knows how this podcast will evolve you'll be like I'm 45 now I'm like what I'm still gonna be saying no I'm still gonna be saying maybe it's because I'm 40 and I'll be like 47 be like yeah, maybe it's because I'm turning 40 I don't know <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline I don't know you know it just is what it is you're like just so you know perpetually like 35 in my head I just <laughs> Thank have you. to take it yeah you will always <laughs> school me on TikTok Or maybe you won't. Maybe someday I'll surpass you. But like that day is like super, super far away because (laughs) you give me all the TikTok trends and news. Your values are really important. You should know them. Do a quick values exercise. Understand what your values are. Yeah. And then another thing that people think about when we're talking about being on brand is making sure that you're choosing the right people to partner with because you do want to have similar and aligned values. They don't have to all 100% match. Right. But Kat and I both value authenticity. We're not trying to be anyone that we aren't. Yeah. I mean, I think you you get the full version of us here, <laughs> yeah. right? This is who we are. Warts and all. And no matter if you, yeah, if you meet us in person, if you hear our podcast, we're the exact same person. Maybe I'll be a little standoffish if we first meet in person because you know I'm an introvert, but you yeah. already know that about me. Right. So you don't take it personally. Exactly. You're not going to take it personally. So being your authentic self is something that we align on. And that's part of why our partnership makes sense. So you want to ensure that you're always partnering with people Mm -hmm. that make sense for you and make sense for your audience and that you have that alignment. Super, super important. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I think about is especially now, because like kind of this year, I don't even remember when it happened, maybe like six months ago, I decided to be more intentional about what I'm wearing specifically when I am on stage or at events. Mm -hmm. And so I've been wearing my brand colors. So I wear like a poppy color, like a red, do a lot of black. And then also I've been wearing my like accent color, which is kind of like neon yellow green. I don't even know what color it is, Mm -hmm. but I've been wearing that a lot. And you'll see it in my feed because I'm intentional about the colors that I pick when I do my brand photo shoots. Mm -hmm. And I'm intentional about what I'm wearing out and about, which has also been really helpful because people will stop me and talk to me about my outfits. And then it's like an in for me. You know, I don't like it if we have like too much small talk. But if you tell me how good my outfit looks, then that's a good in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're here for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're here for that. That's an acceptable small talk topic. Totally. So thinking about your clothing and it doesn't have to be 100% of the time you have to wear your brand color. I'm not telling you that, Mm -hmm. but it is going to help you feel like you have a more cohesive brand. If we look at Ryan's Instagram, Mm -hmm. it's like such a great model for what it looks like to be on brand consistently because he's either wearing a Sirhan shirt or a Sirhan swim trunks now Mm -hmm. or a Sirhan hat. Like it is 
subtle branding yeah. in all of his or I don't even know if you can call it subtle but he's not very subtle <laughs> right I don't know it's not a logo on top of a photo yeah it's him embodying his brand mm-hmm. by wearing his own logos or sometimes it's just a blue suit that looks really good in the feed because that's his color yeah that is like the expert level I would say when you are on brand and it's unconscious because you were so Mm -hmm. intentional for so long, it becomes like muscle memory. It becomes like sitting up straight and having good posture. Like the ballerina cat is (laughs) Exactly. I know. Okay. So quick, funny story for y'all. I remember we were talking about our photo shoot that we did with Athi in Las Vegas. And it was, y'all, it was fucking early. It was like 8 (laughs) a.m. So early. We were tired. We had a long night the night before. Oh my God, we did. Our little introvert hearts were like at 25%. But we rallied partnership, y'all, encouraging each other. We did it. And I remember Candace trying to get me out of my shell and be more loose and more approachable and just off the cuff. And it doesn't come naturally to me because I studied ballet for 10 years. And Mm -hmm. I studied ballet from the time that I could walk until the time I hit puberty. And those are formative years, y'all. And so she was like trying to get it out of me. And I eventually like did. I loosened up. But then after the fact, I told her, I was like, well, remember, I also studied ballet. She's like, damn, I get it. Okay. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. So much of that is ingrained in you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but our podcast is like way more open. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then like Kat was posing. Oh, I think we have some videos. I'm going to have to share it with them. videos of like me being like cat girl chill out but yeah like come on yeah exactly it was a long day but we got the shots they looked amazing we did good we did but I think that's also one of those things that we have to consider when you're brand building Mm -hmm. is just because this is how I've always been is that how I want to continue or is this an opportunity for me to check that and say you know what that makes sense in this part of my life and I understand why I did that then but now there's a new chapter or a new opportunity Mm -hmm. and I want to step into this other piece. I think like the ballet will always be in you like that study, but you always have a choice on how and when that expresses itself. Yes. And I think I'm at a really interesting inflection point. Like I'm in it right now because I am all about and like going all in on leather jackets and leather jacket energy. And so it's like ballet meets like a form and symbol of rebellion. And so I'm learning how to balance those two elements of myself, of my personal brand in a way that still feels authentic, that does justice to my history and how I got here, but also that allows me to step into the next decade, the next era of my brand. I love this talk because I know that there's people listening right now who are in a stage where they feel like they don't know who they are right at this moment. Mm -hmm. And I hear this a lot specifically when I work with women who've just had kids. Mm, Huge transition. Yeah. I don't know my identity anymore. Like, who am I? Yeah. Am I like they feel like they've lost themselves and they wonder if now they're just a mom or only a mom. I'm using language that I've heard people say. I'm not right. saying, right? So yeah. that's always an interesting transition. But one of the things that I encourage people to do, no matter how your life is transitioning right now, is to not think about who you are today, but just decide who you want to be mm-hmm. and begin taking actions to embody that, even if you don't feel like it today. Yeah. Because I definitely didn't it took me a long time to say that I'm a podcaster right Kat yeah just like little things like that had even took me a long time to say but I was just like no but I'm going to be this mm-hmm. and so if I'm going to be a podcaster then I have to do 
things that podcasters would do. Yeah. And if I'm going to be an entrepreneur, then I got to start acting like an entrepreneur would act. What do those things look like? If I want to be whatever it is, if I want to be an excellent mom, then what are the things that excellent moms do? You get to decide and you get to define and you get to step into that thing. So no matter if it's a personal role or a role in your business. Professional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get to always decide. Being on brand just really means being true to yourself. Like through this lens that's unapologetically unapologetically please everybody listening to it, i don't care if you are an army of one or an army of 100 stop fucking apologizing for being yourself and just start being yourself and the right people will call in they will come they will find you you are actually stopping the right people from finding you by not being true to yourself you're getting in your own way right yes i've probably shared this many times with you cat but at the beginning of my business, maybe like year two, I decided that I was just going to lean into being annoying. Yeah. I love that <laughs> because, about you. <laughs> yes. Because in the beginning, I was trying to be like, do what coaches did or what I saw coaches do online and mm-hmm. trying to be like all proper and oh man, talking softly and slowly and just not being who I actually am. Right. And I'm a little bit annoying and I'm a little bit in your face. And when I just owned those things about me, then I called in people who weren't afraid of those things mm-hmm. and who actually hired me because of those things, because I wasn't going to let up, because I was going to continue to say the same thing until I saw them taking the actions that they knew were going to lead to the results that they wanted. And that is really huge. And so even owning some of your quirks and being unapologetic about those things is going to connect you to the right people. On brand versus off brand, y'all. Choose on brand. Please. Always. And if you have ideas for future episodes or things you'd like to hear Kat and I talk about, you can always slide into our DMs at Not Nice Clever on Instagram. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice Clever. Remember to follow Not Nice Clever wherever you listen to audio. And if you haven't already, drop that five-star review. Share your takeaways. Tell us your story. We love to hear it. Signing off, you're not so nice, but oh so clever besties that mean business. See you soon.